Wonderful story of love. Tell it to me again. Wonderful story of love. Bring the immortal shame. Angels with righteous announcing. Shepherds with wonder receive it. Sinner, won't you believe it? Wonderful story of love, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful story of love, wonderful story of love, though you are far away. Wonderful story of love. Still in the call today. Calling from Calvary's mountain. Now from the crystal bright fountain. In from the dawn of creation. Wonderful story of love. Wonderful. again, this is your brother Paul, often coming to you live on my own Facebook page, and also some of you are going to take me uh, from YouTube, and also Instagram. Radio Republic, Asodio, and also uh, Spotify. So we're going to continue from last week where we left. And 
What we are discussing from last week, the topic is God's plan of redemption. God's plan of redemption. And this is what we are discussing from last week. And I've got a frozen computer just now. So last week, we talked about the plan of God that is a plan of salvation that God made. So the title is the God's plan of redemption. And this is what we're going to continue from. So if you haven't uh, watched the first video of this lesson, I will advise you to uh, please get it because it's so important so that you can understand the whole um, lesson. And as I always say, this is not preaching, but it's a Bible teaching. So I give room for people to ask questions where there's a comment session and so that I'll also read them and provide answers for you. So that is what we are doing just now. Think I'm getting some kind of technical challenges here, but uh, I'll try to see what I can do. Um, my computer is frozen. And I'm trying to, you know, make it work. Um, yeah. But, oh, sorry about all these challenges. I can't move my mouse. Um, see if you can. The, the, the thing is not working. I don't know why my computer. Forgive me, uh, <laughs> viewers. Um, I think probably I need my mouse uh, to help me do this. Now, just uh, recap. We said that uh, in God's before God decided to create human beings, He had a provision for us because. God being a omni uh, saint God, uh, he knows what uh, he, he has all knowledge. So God knew that man was going to go wayward from his plan. And be because of that, uh, God, you know, prepare for us just to get my mouse working here now is it going now okay so let me try this uh, that's the uh, technology okay that's fine that's fine uh, sorry for this uh, hiccups that is you know going on so uh, we still discussing uh, the plan of salvation and last week before 
uh, we left, we talked about, you know, how um, God through the prophecies, you know, told us that there's going to be a redeemer to come and redeem us from our, uh, you know, sins. And we saw that redeemer to be our Lord Jesus Christ. And we say that uh, two things are very uh, important as far as um, the redemption plan is concerned. Now, as I said, this lesson, you'll get it from Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Radio Republic, and some will also take it from WhatsApp. Um, what I have realized is that many of my followers uh, are very good and, you know, giving me thumbs in the race. And I love that. Uh, but what I will uh, plead with you is don't just give me the thumbs. I just, you know, listen and then you give me the tongue and also you share with other people because this is uh, this lesson is very important in our lives it's very very important okay so uh let's get this and i hope you will do that for me all right so as i say in the you know plan of redemption it was necessary because of the fall of man and God being the omniscient God, uh, he knew that man was going to fall, okay, before him. And therefore, uh, he had this redemption plan in place. Now, uh, Paul, the apostle, remind us in this way that um, if you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, uh, let's remind ourselves here. Paul said, even as he chose us, God chose us, right, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us uh, for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. What this means is that God, before he laid the foundation of the world, you know, had already planned for us. And that is what we call the plan of what? Uh, uh, redemption or the, a redemption plan. And uh, this means that uh, the church was in the mind of what? God before uh, his creation. Because when Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesian church, he told them that God has already predestined you, I mean the church, uh, for an adoption to himself. You understand? Before the foundation of what? Of the world. So, it's important to understand this, that Man was not created, but God has made this provision. And as I said, God is omniscient God and he knows everything. God is all knowledgeable. Uh, and he also knows the future. What is going to happen 10,000 years from now, God is privy to that. So, um, uh, it's something that we have to understand. If we don't understand the, uh, God's 
what do you call it, um, behavior, the way he behaves, knowing uh, things that is to come, we will find it difficult to understand why God has made this plan even before man was created. Right. So, as I said earlier on, in the redemption plan, in the redemption plan, two things are necessary. Two things are necessary in the redemption plan. And uh, we are talking about here the Savior and the Redeemer. Now, here the Savior or the Redeemer is first and then we also have the church or the place of refuge. These two things are very necessary as far as our redemption is or the redemption plan is concerned. Now, as for Savior, many people believe or uh, accept Jesus Christ as the Savior or the Redeemer, which is true. Jesus is the Redeemer. Jesus is the one that, according to prophecy, uh, was coming to redeem his people from his sins. So, uh, it's clear. Okay? But the second one, which is the, the church, is something that many people uh, don't know. You understand? So, this is what we're going to discuss today. The church in the plan of what? Redemption. The church in the plan of redemption. This is what we're going to talk about. Now, if I ask you what is the church, what did you say? When you ask this question, obviously what comes to people's mind is a building where people meet to worship. And that is what they call the church, a building where people meet to worship. Now, another thought that comes to mind is a church is a, de a denomination of a Christian group, right? A church is a denomination of a Christian group. Now, um, let's use this scripture uh, to give us what the definition of what the church is or what church means. Now, the word church from the Greek translation in the New Testament literally means called out. Called out. Now what do we say called out? Who are those being called out? And this group of people that have been called out is what the Greek, you know, term as the church. So in the Greek language, the term carries the idea of separation or being set apart for a given purpose. So you find a group of people and this group of people, they have, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, something, a, a purpose ahead of them. So they have a given purpose. And because they have a given purpose and this is what they want to achieve, the Greeks, called this group of people as a church. And the word church can also be translated as the assembly. Where the people come together, you understand, for a common goal, the Greeks called it a church. So, it's not necessarily, when you say a church, uh, it, uh, it's not necessarily for, you know, a religious reason. Understand. Most of the time, when you mention the word church, what comes to mind 
it's for a, a religious what reason yeah that is what come to mind but when we say this is a group of people uh, assemble or set up for a specific reason and this can be uh, what do you call it uh, for religious reason or even not a religious reason it can be a political reason that is why you have this group of people coming together for a political reason or group of people coming together for you know entertainment or group of people coming together for a specific reason so this is what the Greeks call it the church now but if you look into the Bible whenever you find the word church there it uh, means for a religious reason you understand when you go into the Bible and then you read the word church it means for a religious reason now having this in mind Jesus publicly announces his intention of establishing his own church and I'm quoting this from Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 here Jesus says and I tell you you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, this is written in the Bible, right? When Jesus came and said, I will die, people focused their attention on that. And lo and behold, his death took place and he resurrected. You understand? But when Jesus said, I will build my church, people's attention are not there. You understand? And now, listen, if you, I want you to know this. He said, um, I will build my church. He didn't say, I will build my churches. Okay? As in denominations. Okay? That is what we see today. Today we see denominations. <laughs> but what Jesus Christ said was, I will build my church as a single body, not, you know, churches. Now, why are we studying this? I said, in the redemption plan, two things are necessary. You need the Redeemer, who is also the Savior. And then you need the church, which is a place of refuge. Where, when the Redeemer redeemed the people, he has to place them in a certain place. And this place is called the church. You understand? And this is what Jesus said, I will build my church. Prophecy has it that Jesus is going to redeem his people from uh, in the hands of what? From the hands of the devil. But then he has to get a place where these people will be kept. That is how the church becomes important here. You understand? But as I said, when we say the word church, what comes to mind is what? Uh, religious denominations. That is what comes to people's mind. But what we are discussing in the scriptures here is not religious denominations. You understand? And this is a specific church which is also in the plan of the redemption. That is what we are going to talk about. As we find the Redeemer also in the plan of redemption, so we find the church also in the plan of redemption. I want you to remember this, that when Jesus made this pronouncement 
of establishing his own church, there was no other church for religious, you know, purposes except that of the Jewish and the Samaritan assemblies. Okay, we have the Jewish synagogues and uh, their temples where the people come together for a purpose of what? Uh, for a religious purposes. I've already defined that when you say church in uh, what they call the Greek term because we got a church, the term church from the Greeks. And according to the Greeks, they call it ecclesia, meaning called out, group of people that have assembled for a purpose. And I'm saying that this purpose can either be for a religious purpose or even non-religious purpose. They can even assemble for politics or something like that. But then when you read the church in the Bible, this church are always for religious what? Purposes. So understanding that way. But what we are saying is, when Jesus made his mind or he made this pronouncement that is going to build his church, there was no church organization uh, that we see today apart from that was the uh, the the Jewish uh, synagogues and churches and that of the Samaritans. Now, because of that, Jesus made it clear here. Okay, um, he informed the Jews and the Samaritans that there's going to be a new way of worship, right? So the old way of worship, which is Judaism, or the Samaritans worship, this Judaism was going to be replaced by a new way of worship, which is called the Christian worship or Christianity. Okay, now Jesus explained it this way. If you read John chapter 4 verse 23, Jesus said to the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, if you have read the story before, you will know what I'm talking about. If not, please read there. Okay? He said to the Samaritan woman, he said, woman, the hour is coming. Right. And it's now here. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in the truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. The question is, Judaism was there, Jewish worship was there, right? The Jewish worship was there. And then also the Samaritans, they also do worship. Now the question is, why is Jesus telling this woman that a time is coming, an hour is coming, where, you know, true worshipers are going to worship the Father in truth and spirit? Does it mean that the the Jews and the Samaritans, their worship was not up to standard. Is that why Jesus is saying that the time is coming that we are going to worship God in truth and in spirit? This tells you that Jesus Christ is going to bring a new wave of what? Worship. Altogether, different from that of the Jews and the Samaritans. And that is why he said this. Now, this way of worship which is the basis of the church is in the plan of redemption so in the plan of redemption we need a redeemer and we also need the church which is the place of refuge where the redeemed will be you know kept to be saved 
until the time that the Lord Jesus Christ will come again. Now one thing I want to make it clear to you that the Jewish religion or church was not part of the redemption plan. No, that is not. Though Jesus came from the Jews, but their religion was not part of the redemption plan. And that is why when Jesus came, he told a woman at the well that God is expecting new what? Uh, uh, form of what? Worship. Expecting something entirely new. And he said, expecting true worshipers. And this true worshipers are going to worship the Father in truth and in spirit. So you have to understand this. Now, as I always say, we are studying, okay, the scriptures. Now, the Jewish religion or the church, as I said, was not part of the redemption plan. And that is why Jesus promised his own. Oftentimes you hear people saying that, oh, every church is the same. And uh, even some people go ahead to say that, oh, a church does not, you know, save anyone, right? To the extent that people think when you do good and do, uh, I mean, you do good things in a society, you are okay, you don't need a church. Is that what the scripture is saying? In the redemption plan, this church is so important. In the redemption plan, the redeemer is also important. You understand? If the church is not important, or if uh, every church is the same, Jesus wouldn't have promised his church while the Jewish church was already in existence. Remember when Jesus Christ came, the Jewish church was already in existence. And sometimes he went to the synagogues to even preach there. But then he said a time is coming that this way of worshipping, God is going to change it. Why? And that is why I'm saying the Jewish system of, you know, church or worshipping was not part of the plan. But through Jesus Christ, uh, a new setup is coming. And that is why Jesus said, I will build my church. And also told the woman that God is going to be worshipped in a different form. Do you understand now? Understand? Now, one of the biggest and the most important promise Jesus made during his earthly ministry is this promise that he said, I will build my church. Read Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. But many people you know, even calling themselves Christians do not know this. They fail to even understand what Jesus Christ was trying to say when he said, I will build my church. You understand? Even though this is important, promise Jesus ever made as far as redemption plan is concerned, most people in Christian community are not aware of this church Jesus was talking about. Some also do not even think that church is necessary for our redemption. Is that the case? Is that the case? Why should Jesus waste his time to say that I'm going to build my church and there's going to be a new way of worshipping? 
if it's not necessary, why should Jesus say that? You understand? Most people in the Christian world do accept Jesus as the Redeemer or the Savior, which is true, he is. But they do not pay attention to the church that he promised to establish in Matthew chapter 18, verse 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. But the question is, when people are redeemed, we are talking of the Redeemer. Redeemer is Jesus coming to redeem people from the hands of the devil. Now, when people are redeemed from danger, they must be placed in a safe place or a place of refuge. Because if you redeem people from danger and you leave them at the danger zone, you have done nothing. Leaving the redeemed in the same place will abort the plan of what? Redemption. Therefore, the church is important. And that is why Jesus said, I will build my church. It's so important. Now, because of time, and today there has been a lot of delays and also, uh, you know, internet problems. So, uh, I have to cut things short here. But I'm going to give you uh, two scriptures in the Bible, probably three, or two scriptures or three in the Bible. That tells us that, uh, that tells us the importance of the church. Now, and then probably next week, we will talk about the prophecy concerning this church that Jesus was talking about from the prophetic point of view. And when this church started, and where, when the first redeemed were redeemed into, right, uh, 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 into the, the church. Now, according to Peter, if you read Acts chapter 2 verse 47, right, Peter says that the redeemed were added to this church that Jesus says is going to build. And he did. Like when he said, I'm going to die and I will raise. Jesus died and he raised again. Here Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And people have not focused the attention on what is the church. And when Jesus said he, uh, he will build, did he build it? But according to Peter, you will know whether this church was built or not. You understand? According to Peter, the redeemed were added to the church day by day. Now, if you read Acts chapter 2, verse 47, and I quote, he says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved, those who were being redeemed. Lord added them to the church. Now, the Redeemer's job was to come into the world to redeem the people. And the job of the church is to save the people, is to keep the people until the time that the Redeemer will come back and then take these people to his Father's kingdom. So it is important, and that is why Peter is saying, and I repeat the, 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 uh, the quote again, listen very well. Probably your mind has not come to this. Right. Why we say the church is important? In the redemption plan. 
if the church is not important, then the work the Savior is coming to do will come to Kosnente. Right? In mathematics, in a call, uh, what do you call it, uh, in at mass, when you say Kosnente, it means zero. No work is done. So, if Jesus Christ came and there wasn't any church put in place so that the redeemed will get into the church for a safekeeping, then the work Jesus came to do is cause nente. Right. It means Jesus' uh, uh, work was not what? Complete. So, That is why Peter says the people that were redeemed were added to the church day by day. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. Now, let's quickly also talk about what the Apostle Paul uh, said here in terms of the church being a safe place for the redeemed. Let's hear what Peter, uh, sorry, Apostle Paul also said here. Now, Paul made it clear when he wrote to the church at Colossae. And he said this. He said, God has redeemed us. He said, God has redeemed the church and put them into his kingdom. Now, I'll quote this from Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Listen to the quote here. This is what Paul says when he wrote the letter to the Christians at Colossae. He said to them, to that church, he said to them, He... God has delivered us from the domain of the darkness and, ha and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption. The word redemption is used here, and forgiveness of sins. Do you understand this? Okay, probably he's using some terms here so you'll be confused. I'm talking about the church and Paul here is talking about, you know, the kingdom of his son. Now, we're going to go through and, and if you are listening to me, please follow me to the end of this lesson. Now, this is probably part two. Part one is already done. And I don't know how many parts that will come. Please don't mix this because... um. If you follow this, it will help you to understand what the church is. You understand? We are saying here that in the redemption plan, God chose a redeemer who is Jesus Christ. And then Jesus, when he came, he promised to build his church. And his church was going to be a place of redemption, a, a place of what? Refuge, where the redeemed have to be kept there. Here, Jesus was not talking about denominations as we see today. But Jesus was talking about, he said, I will build my church. He didn't say, I will build my churches as in denomination or different, different churches. No. Here, he was talking about a single and one body. That is what he was talking there. That is, I will build my church. And we are saying that what is the significance of the church? As far as uh, the redemption plan is concerned, the church is going to be, you know, uh, is going to serve as uh, a, a place for the redeemed people. 
And we've already read Acts chapter 2 verse 47 where Peter said those who were saved were being what? Kept in the church day by day. Acts chapter 2 verse 47. And Paul here is also saying that God has delivered us from the domain of the powers of darkness. Delivering you is to redeem you. That's what it means. So Paul is saying that God has redeemed us from the darkness, domain of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Well, what is the kingdom here? Now you can see that. We're going to read some passages. You see the kingdom and the church that Jesus said we're going to establish the same thing. Peter said he transferred us into the church. Paul says he transferred us into the kingdom. You understand? So you can't have a redeemer without having the place where the redeemed will be kept. That is what many people don't know. Even those who call themselves Christians, they don't know. And that is why some people say, uh, it doesn't matter with the church. It doesn't matter with the church. Because, uh, and sometimes I understand, because the churches that are built by humans cannot be a safe place for this redeemed. I'm talking about the churches that, uh, the church that Jesus said is going to build, is going to be a place that where he will keep the redeemed people. And that is why Paul said, God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his son. And this kingdom is the church of his son, the church that Jesus Christ established. And he said, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Therefore, the church or the eternal kingdom become a safer place for the redeemed. For the redeemed. Now let me read this quickly and then uh, we call it uh, a day and then we continue this uh, lesson next week. Now the Jewish church was temporary until Christ came to existence. Right. Now what do I say Jewish church? Jewish, Jewish church, they were the people that were practicing Judaism, right? Like uh, they were keeping the Sabbath and the rest. Now, that church is not the one that was in the plan of the redemption. No. I've already explained that when we say church, church is what? A people that has been set apart for uh, some reason. In this case, when you read the Bible, it's for religious reasons, religious purposes. And I said, when Jesus Christ came and said, I will build my church, there was no denominational churches around that time, but the only, uh, you know, church that was for religious reasons was the Judaism, that is the Jewish church, that we found in the Jewish synagogue and the Jewish temples, and also that of the Samaritans. And these are the two people when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, said that you Samaritans, you say that we should worship God on the mountains and the Jewish are also saying that is Jerusalem. And Jesus said, well, a time is coming 
Either mountain or Jerusalem, that is not what we are going to consider anymore. Because God is going to get new worshippers. And when these new worshippers comes in, and that is where the new covenant, the new way of worship, you know, come to place. So Jewish church was just temporary, right? And it was to keep the people until Christ came because Christ was going to establish his own church to keep the saved, the redeemed in it. Now the Hebrew writer makes this clear. Probably we read this and we call it a day, as I said. If you read Hebrews chapter 6, right? Uh, Hebrews chapter... Um, let me see where we are. Okay. If you read Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, and also 13, this is what the writer said. And I want you to, uh, you know, uh, read with me so that you understand why I'm saying that Judaism or Jewish church was not the one that was set for the plan of what? Uh, uh, redemption. Okay. And that is why when Jesus came, he said, I will establish my own church because his church was going to be the one that the redeemed will be kept in. Now listen to what the, uh, uh, the Hebrew writer says here. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6, he said, But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the, the covenant he mediates is better. Do you understand this? Here he is saying that Jesus Christ has obtained a ministry, a new way of, you know, worshiping, serving God. Right. And this new ministry that Jesus has obtained is more excellent than the old way. That is the Jewish religion. Okay. The Jewish religion that, uh, doing all this kind of, uh, the observing the Sabbath and all these things. Now, in Christianity, we don't observe Sabbaths. And that is what so many, some people, uh, you know, fail to understand it. You understand? But in Christianity, Christians don't celebrate Sabbath. That was a way of what Jewish, what religion at that time. But when Christ came in, he said to them, I am going to bring a new thing. And that is why here, the Hebrew writer is saying that Christ has obtained a different ministry altogether. Right? Because the covenant he mediates is better. You understand? There are two covenants in the Bible, isn't it? Two main covenants. We have the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, the Hebrew writer is saying that the covenant that Christ mediates is better and uh, much excellent than that of the one the Jewish was using. Since it is enacted on better promises. And then when you come to verse 13, listen here. I said the Jewish church and the Jewish Judaism was temporary. It wasn't something to stay. So when Jesus Christ came, because he was born as a Jew, he practiced with them until the time came, right? When Paul said in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, that when the time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, to redeem, to redeem those who were 
under what? Uh, 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 the Jewish law. So today, we don't practice Judaism. We don't practice Sabbath. We don't practice, uh, um, I mean, sacrifices of animals. We don't do all these things because we have a new way of worshiping God. And according to the writer here, what we have today is better than what the Jews, you know, have. And that is why Jesus Christ told the woman, woman, believe in me, an hour is coming where we're going to worship God in truth and in spirit. As for Jerusalem and as for the mountain where you do your worship, that is not what we're going to do anymore. You understand? So, when you come to verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 8, this is what the writer said. He said, in speaking of a new covenant, when we are saying Jesus is bringing a new way of worship, a new church, a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. So when the new covenant comes in, where, which will bring, you know, the church that Jesus promised to establish, which we will go to history and find out when this church was established because the church is so important to our salvation. Without the church, with redemption plan, it's not complete. I'm not talking about denominations as you see here. No, we go into the Bible and it will tell you that this is something that has been planned. The church was planned even before the foundation of the world was laid. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. You read there. It is there. People read, but they don't understand. You understand? So, the Hebrew writer says, in speaking of the new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. When the new covenant comes in, the first one, which is the first one? That is the old covenant. When we say something is obsolete, that means a cake. It's not all use. We don't use it again. Right. And this is what people find it difficult to understand. Especially my brothers and sisters from, uh, what do you call it? Those who practice the Sabbath today. Right. It doesn't work for Christians anymore. And he continued by saying that, and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish. So that's the end of the story. So the Jewish religion or Jewish church was temporary. It was leading the Jews to when Jesus Christ, you know, came. So when Jesus came, the Jewish religion, after Jesus died on the cross, right? And then when he raised from the dead and 10 days, the people or disciples or the apostles received the Holy Spirit, that marked the end. The end of the Jewish religion came on that uh, cross, Calvary cross. As soon as Jesus said, it is finished. And then you saw the, the, the curtain in the temple torn into two marks the end of Judaism or Jewish religion or Jewish church. Now, Jesus is bringing a new way of Christianity and a new church. And that serves as a place of refuge. In a place of redemption because that is where the redeemed are kept. God bless you that you always find time and follow my lesson. Please 
Don't just give me a thumb up. That is not what I'm looking for. I want you to read and get these quotations. Read over. Okay. Acts chapter 17 verse 11. Paul says, The Jews in Berea are more noble than those in Thessalonica. Why? Because when they get a message, they receive it with all eagerness and they go and research to see that what they heard was right. I want you to do your own research. Then you understand it. And that is why today it's not Judaism anymore, but we have Christianity. Right. Because that gave birth to the church that Jesus Christ promised to build. So next week, we're going to talk about prophecy about this church which was in or which was in the plan of redemption. Okay. Next week, we talk about that. Once again, I am your brother Paul. Please, if there's something you don't understand, where it says comment, place your question there. And I promise you, I'll get back to you. Right? And I'll see you, God's willing, next week. If you get time, please visit the Church of Christ. And you get more information about these things. So that we all know that God, when he planned the world, he's already planned the Redeemer to come and also the church where the Redeemer will put the redeemed, right, to save them. God bless you.